them come. This is their fate. Birdman hands. All right, all right. Welcome back to the House of Wolves. I feel like I'm screaming at him. To the House of Wolves podcast. I am your host, Deontay. Here with my near and dear friends, Jalen and Josh. Today we got quite a bit to talk about. Really, the biggest thing to talk about is Xbox uh, giving away all their games. Uh, but then we got some stuff about the Final Fantasy VII Rebirth demo um, releasing pretty soon here. Um, and we got some other stuff to talk about as well. But before we get started, per usual, Jalen, Josh, tell the people how you been, what you've been up to. What you've been doing, it's only been a couple of days because we released that last one thinking we was going to get some good stuff from that state of play. And it was um, given very much C energy. So what you been up to for the last three days? <laughs> yeah, it's been uh, that short, right? Yeah, it's been pretty um, short. I haven't been up to much, um, but... I've been trying to play a couple games just to finish up because everybody's season is like ending this week for some reason. Like Call of Duty's and then Overwatch is ending. Uh, Are you do you still Man. like collect stuff within those games, or is it like more so completion feeling? Like, or do you care about the stuff you're getting in them? Quite that's a quick question. So I I only worry about finishing battle passes and stuff for stuff I bought. I bought the battle pass. Oh. I'll Gotcha, gotcha. Uh, but if I didn't finish it, then, you know, maybe I, I'll jump in on a couple matches. Like, Overwatch, I haven't bought the Battle Pass in, like, three seasons. So yeah. I just I just hop in, play a little bit for the end season. Uh, I think Jalen bought yeah, the last Call of Duty, yeah. I bought it. So I wanted to finish it. Um, I was playing Marvel Snap, and I had to finish that off and actually reach the max rank in uh, the rank mode. You know, top players in the world. But that's, okay. that's another story. <laughs> um, <laughs> what what else was I playing? Uh, it, it was another game that the season was ending, but I just forgot. So anyways, just trying to finish off Battle Passes, uh, which is annoying because like Call of Duty, I feel like I played that a lot <clears throat> and I looked at it and I was only like at 80 out of 100. I was like, how much time do they actually want you to put into this game? It's like, oh well, you gotta use double XP um, tokens, and you know, don't you get fifty tokens off connected. bet with the one we bought? Yeah, but that only gets you to fifty out of a hundred. That's crazy that you got to fifty and you still needed that much more time. That's crazy. Yeah, uh, because I, I always save my like double points tokens because I don't I don't like games that give you like time bonuses like that, especially Call of Duty where it's real time. It's not matchmaking time. So if you exactly. match so three minutes, it's wasting three minutes of your timer. So I just hate that whole system. So I just saved them all to the end. So I just been using them the uh, last couple of days. Uh, other than that, I play a little bit more Persona, but I haven't had a, a whole lot of time because mm -hmm. I I'm streaming it to my Steam Deck, but I, I haven't been home. So that's that's the incentive to like make me want to buy it. Or portable, but uh, I don't know if I want to spend seventy on it. What about using it, um, Xbox Paint game? I mean, X X Cloud or Cloud Gaming. Do you use that service on your Steam Deck? I I do, just not when I'm not at home. Um, oh, 
Okay. Yeah. Well, you can still use cloud gaming when you when you're without having to push off your server of your home, or I mean off your um Xbox, because I use it through, p uh through Xbox's um servers, not my own. I don't actually stream it from mm -hmm. my my actual Xbox. Maybe that's something you can look into, or maybe that's something you can't do. I don't know, but I was just just thought. Uh yeah, but I'm I'm be trying to play more Persona. Um, yeah. probably when once the baby go to sleep, uh, I'll boot it up on the Steam Deck. Uh, but yeah, that's that's all the games I've been playing. It's been a short couple of days, but we in that short time we got a bunch of Doom and Gloom for Xbox. So. Oh yeah, for sure, for sure. So I'm crazy. What about you, Jalen? What you been up to? You finish your uh, Overwatch pass or your uh, oh, battle yeah, you pass? Get your, get your hey, ass. No, I got my ass in at 39. I stopped playing that much. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you gotta. I mean, you gotta realize where you beat, bro. Like, it's if somebody <laughs> told me they completed three battle passes like within the, what is the season like 90 days or whatever. If somebody mm -hmm. completed three battle passes, I mean, that's astounding because, I mean, it ain't enough ain't enough time, bro. Like, I be playing all the work I be putting in on that game. I'm like, bro, I'm still only level 39. Granny, I mean, maybe it grants more XP if I actually bought the battle pass and all that type of stuff, man. But let's yeah. be real, bro. After that time, we got bamboozled. Like, hey, Josh, <laughs> we, we found they gave us actual money back. It's kind of like Apex. Yeah. Uh, them regular credits, bro. So. <laughs> I just wish I was just through after that. Josh yeah, hit us um, with the blues with that one. Yeah, it broke my heart. So, um, that. Uh, but other than that, I mean, I just been uh, playing Persona. Um, I'm still not that far in the game. I ain't got that much time to really be playing it. I guess so I got about like three, four hours in that game. I think it's like four hours. So, um, I think I'm on like four seventeen or like Tartarus or something like that. So, um, I'm making okay. it. I was trying to ask Josh how how much should I be in Tartarus just in general because I missed the beginning of the game, but I feel like the enemy's getting a little bit stronger. But yeah, oh okay. um, yeah, I'll say like you'll you'll definitely know the enemies will be stronger, but usually the floor bosses like I don't know like every twenty floors or whatever however they put them, uh, the bosses are usually pretty strong, and uh, as long as you're able to like get uh like reach them every month you're at a good pace but if you like i don't know let, let's say you start in april and then now in march uh you take your time you're doing a bunch of social stuff and you don't fight the boss in march that's fine you don't have to fight the boss in march uh but once you get to the story boss you're gonna be under level because you didn't spend enough time in targets so that's i was just trying to tell you that every every full moon on the calendar is a story boss so at least if you you want to put a little bit of extra time before the full moon into Tartarus so you can level up and uh, possibly beat beat the the Tartarus boss uh, at that around that time. And that Tartarus boss don't got anything to do with the forest. They just um you just got to pop you pop up and you got to fight them. Oh no! Well, so I forget how many floors. Let's say it's every twenty floors. It's it's like a every month we want you to go up twenty floors, and then once you reach the twentieth floor, there's a Tartarus boss, and once you beat him, uh, it'll say come back later. Um, 
to unlock the next level. Uh, then you go oh, do the story stuff, hang out with your friends, and then there'll be a separate story boss that will show up in the in the real world um, that you fight. And once you beat that boss, now you can progress to Harker's later. Oh, oh, so there's an actual stopping point that you can reach, and uh, and then then you have to go out and like do other stuff, and then wait to the the side or the individual comes out in the real world, then you can go back and start it the TARDIS again. So it's actually yeah. a indicator for you to say, hey, wait, you can't keep going further. I thought you can always go infinitely. So there's a stopping point. Yeah, there is a stopping point. It might not be a hard stopping point uh, that early. Like it might let you go like a you know a bunch of levels, but then it'll tell you like, oh, at this point you can't keep going uh, until the next moon passes. And a full moon always means that there's a story boss. Gotcha. Okay. Well, just kind of gets a little of that mystery out the way. Um. But okay. Cool. Cool. Well, anything else, Jayla? Uh, nah, that's pretty much it, though. So I'm going to keep playing. Kind of got the same sentiment. So I was like, hey, should I get this game on my Steam Deck or should I just keep playing on my Xbox? So uh, that's $70. <laughs> that's cool. That that's cooked, bro. I seen it for 56 and I was like almost tempted to get it. I was like, no, I'm not. I could just keep doing it on this. It's straight. I'll be, I'll be fine. Um, yeah. But it's so, like I said, it's so much more convenient that it's just ridiculous how much of a convenience it is to be able to pause something and start something, especially those types of games. So, yeah, like Game Pass is a a good competitor to buying games. Yeah, (laughs) it is. It is a good competitor, especially when they find out a way to let it go through Proton, because then it'd really be the the um. And all be all for me. I was like, I'm straight now. I don't really gotta do dual boot and windows or none of that. Um, so once that once that happens, is is really like that's the ultimate subscription for me. But until then, I ain't uh, you know, you still gotta make weigh out the pros and cons of that. And I always use the Steam Deck for my backlog. I don't really want to play anything new anyway. But Persona is not a very heavy game, so it fits the bill. Uh, but okay. Yeah, I mean, I've been doing the same thing, been chilling, um, watching all this Apple Vision Pro stuff go crazy. That's what I wanted to talk about. See, I knew it was going to come back to me at some point. Um, uh, all this Apple Vision Pro stuff and uh, seeing all the interest and all the people enjoying their uh, VR and mixed reality. I really think it's cool. Um but I got some thoughts on that we can speak on later. So I've been watching a lot of the footage on that. Uh, I've been watching um, a lot of information coming out about the Xbox stuff. And I've been watching a lot of information around. Um, I mean, that's pretty much it, the Xbox stuff. But outside of that, gaming-wise, I've been playing Persona. And I've been playing Suicide Squad. And I still been playing Suicide Squad. I still ain't fell off of it. It's not like it's a terrible game. Um, my 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 PC, um, problems like kind of went away, which is kind of insane. I don't know if it did an update or what. But after I'm, I am on a AMD card or have a seventy nine hundred XTX, 
I don't know what happened, but it is locking to the 60 a lot better. I don't have ray tracing on, and I'm in the standard, you know, setting that they um, provided or at least said I was recommended for. So I didn't change nothing. All I did was keep playing it, and it started to clear up. And I, I don't, I literally have no issues with cutscenes and no issues with, um regular movement around the world i do get a drop frame here and there which is crazy because it's a 7900 xtx but for me it it does feel a lot better to play and um so i'm happy with it it's not like it's a problem it's definitely not a star wars situation or something like that so uh, i don't know what happened yeah. but over, overnight it fixed it so uh yeah i mean peace open world games up later uh like that but it's good that it's running better at least no stuttering because uh digital foundry they uh they can old game here if it's stuttering <laughs> oh yeah uh, I, and, I, and, I, and honestly that's what was happening for me for a while i don't know what happened to change it honestly um i couldn't tell you but uh, i mean me booting yeah. into the world doing all the bunch of the I, I i played for like three hours so i know I would have saw something about it, but I ain't seen nothing. And I have the FPS counter up top. I seen when it dropped to like 55 but or 56 or something, but I wouldn't feel it, nor would I see it visually. So I don't know what they did. <laughs> I mean, I, all, I had the same setup. Nothing changed. So maybe I'm not as, um, but no, I'm still very much so sensitive to it. So I don't know. I think it just something changed where it started to run a lot better, a lot smoother. Um, and it felt like it was utilizing my entire GPU because before it just felt like it was always sitting around 70 and my CPU wasn't being like ta um, taxed either. So I don't know if it was a bunch of reboots or whatever, but it's working now properly. Um, Have you uh, been playing online at all? I did not play online because, like I said, I've been using, I've been playing that game like a, like a standard game. I don't have to experience that stuff. And and it it would it seemed like it'd be fun to play with other people to be honest because it would just make it more of a challenge to try to get the most points and really try to outplay them kind of like in Borderlands but um I don't necessarily need that to have fun either so I think there's some good components in this game already there's some great groundwork that's um helpful to get people to to buy in initially and then if they want to friends have it down the line or something like that i think that's enjoyable and they if they keep supporting it i think it'd be a solid you know b but i just think nobody's want this game from rocksteady and i think that's the biggest problem so it's yeah. gonna stay that problem uh but yeah i've been playing that and other stuff and like i said persona so trying to get more time on that because i'm really you know I always dig the stories. I just don't like how they drag sometimes. So right now I'm just invested. So that's good. Uh, but that's it for me. Kids good. Family good. Everybody's good. Life's good. Uh, can't complain. You know, life is life, but you can't complain about it. Everything really is. I really don't have a reason to complain. So that's, that's the point. <laughs> I don't have a reason to. Uh, but but yeah, let's move into some of these topics, especially this Xbox One. Um, I got a lot to say, and I really don't know where to start. Um, 
So I guess when you heard the news, Josh, let me let me hear your thoughts first, because I'm play devil's advocate. If you got whatever your point is, um, mm -mm. what is your uh, thoughts on them moving over and giving their games away, and then not come to you, Jayla? Uh, yeah, the so I I saw everything on Twitter because that's where all the like game stuff happening. Um, mm -hmm. I forget who it was first, but you know, um, I think it's like Tom Henderson or uh, Tom something. Uh, oh, basically, one of the, from the, the Verge. Yeah, the, from the Verge. So he always has like uh, you know scoops and stuff and stuff related to Xbox. And recently, they've been talking a lot about uh, more Xbox games coming to PlayStation. Right. And then one day, um, they were just straight out like. Xbox's new strategy is that their all of their games, if not all, but most of their exclusives are coming to PlayStation Five. Um, that that's their plan going forward. And um, I mean, I I'm personally not too bothered by it, but it, it is, I guess, surprising because uh, you would think something something like Starfield, which was you know maybe not the everybody's favorite game, but it was a big one of the biggest titles that came out last year, a lot of people played it. Uh, a lot of people had a lot of stuff about it. That was Xbox exclusive. And if it wasn't Xbox exclusive, then that kind of means that uh, I guess you don't have to invest in the Xbox um, brand anymore. Um, personally, I think it's smart on... I mean, I, let me rephrase it. I want to say that it's smart. I don't know if it's a smart business decision, but I think that Xbox for a long time, they have not uh, been pushing the hardware. Like mm -hmm. what they've been pushing is Game Pass. And the whole point is Game Pass. We want all of our, everything we invest in to be available everywhere and more people buy it, more people play it. And I think that's just on brand for them to bring stuff like Starfield to PlayStation and uh, whatever else they can put it on. Because it's at the end of the day, the money is still going to their pocket. It doesn't matter where it comes from. So if you buy one Xbox every five years, or you just pay them a monthly subscription, the money is still going directly to them. So I think mm. uh, from a dollar standpoint, they're going to uh, win because they've always been winning from a dollar standpoint from Sony. Because uh, like we, we just saw the, the Insomniac leaks where Spider-Man 2, one of the biggest games probably this generation, like barely made any money. Like it broke even, basically. And um, if you don't got to yeah. worry about that, you know, if your exclusive game is available on everything, PC, PlayStation, and Xbox at the same time, you don't have to worry about uh, breaking even because you will unless the game is just like a, is an outright failure. But like a game can be really successful and not be profitable. And mm -hmm. I think that's, uh, that's one way that Game Pass and this strategy is going to solve for Xbox. That being said, what is it going to do for the Xbox brand? I don't know. People already don't uh, think highly of Xbox's brand, and uh, this probably will make it worse. But I don't know. We'll let y'all. What about you, Jayla? What you got for good old Xbox? I know you 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 finally own one. So what's your what's your thoughts, man? Uh, I don't know, man. I mean, I don't really. Just to confirm, is is it you talking about Xbox giving up like 
a lot of the exclusives, right? Like, so they can be on, like... So the rumor the is they haven't announced it, but it, Xbox said next week they're going to have, like, a, some sort of um, announcement next week. But the rumor is that Xbox exclusive games going forward are going to be launching on uh, yeah. PlayStation 5. So Indiana Jones is going to come to PlayStation 5. Um, if it's a new Halo game, maybe. You know, right now it's... There might be some games that don't go to PlayStation 5, but now the rumor is that they're looking to just bring Xbox games directly on PlayStation. Yeah, Starfield included. Yeah, yeah okay. I was just trying to make sure. I seen something about that. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I feel like I don't know, how you know, like the business model, how everything, like, you know, how revenue is, like, divvied up and stuff like that. Like, if they sell Star- Starfield on a PS5 or whatever. You know who gets the money, like the percentages and all that type of stuff. Um, I mean, to be honest with you, seeing how the Xboxes are doing this generation, how they're doing last generation, um, you know, they kind of pivoted to letting people use Game Pass on the PC. Um, I mean, I don't feel like it would be a. It don't bother me one, uh, as far as like the whole market and stuff like that. I mean, if they trying to get more units out there and get people to, like, cop a game and stuff like that, I don't know if they're going to be available, like, on a game pass on a PS5 or they just have access to go buy this game and play it on the PS5. Um, I feel like that might be a important factor, but to my original statement, I mean, if they can get games out and stuff like that, I mean, I think that would be the bigger thing. If I remember anything from, like, working at Best Buy, I remember people always wanted to try to put software rather than pushing hardware because hardware don't make as much. Um, the Xbox with their units and stuff like that, um, I believe they had, like, uh, this last holiday season, it was $150 off at least or something like that. Uh, how, how much oh, did you get your Xbox for, Deontay? 350 Yeah, so, I mean, they cutting the price in that, and then whole time PS5, they increasing the prices of their PlayStations and stuff like that. I think they did have a deal, though, with the Call of Duty bundle and stuff like that, but it just kind of show you a little bit of, like, a glimpse of like how they're doing per se or what they're uh maybe not so much of how they're doing because we know microsoft always gonna have more money than sony but a glimpse of what they're looking to push and if they just trying to you know they can take a cut on the xboxes and stuff like that i feel like that's not the biggest priority on what they've been game has been on pc you know, all the cloud gaming, all that type of stuff. I feel like that's the bigger agenda at which they're trying to push. And then if they can, like, passively, you know, push units or software and stuff to, like, PS5s and stuff like that and still get some cut of that, then, I mean, I mean, I guess it's a win on their part. The whole exclusivity thing, I think they just realized that they probably can't, you know, bang with Sony when it comes to the exclusives and stuff like that. And people are just not buying Xboxes for real. So, um, mm. yeah. So, um, there's some agreement with your guys' sentiment and there's some disagreement and, um, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a go to the extreme simply because of, I just want to have a good conversation, but say for instance, um, we start to see a world where it's simply just Japan based companies out there talking sony and nintendo um what are y'all thoughts on them running the show on regards to hardware and do you feel like um do you feel like they will make the right decisions 
because Sony would have no competitor at that point. And Sony has been known to destabilize the video game industry in multiple in multitude of ways. What do you think? What what would muzzle them at this point? So I guess is would y'all do y'all feel confident that Sony would be an advocate for the consumer without competition? I mean, like to, to answer your question, no, I don't think they would do that. Nor do I think Nintendo would do that. Um, ultimately, nobody needs to have some form of like a monopoly. Um, and then competition breeds better stuff anyway, right? So if they don't have any competitors and they can be stagnant, well, we have premium games. We're the only place where we can do this, that, or the third. So I don't think Xbox needs to just completely pivot and get rid of the console thing and stuff like that. I feel as though Xbox is trying to provide or Microsoft trying to provide more options. Um, but to answer your question, I don't think that they would have a muzzle and they can where you, you start to wonder where is the standard and that competition isn't about raising the bar anymore. We ruled this domain or whatever. So like this was that and this what y'all got. So um yeah, that's my answer to your question. I got a little bit more I could say, but I'm gonna just leave it at that. Okay. What about you, Josh? Joshua, you on mute? Oh, he must be busy. My bad. I was uh had to eat some uh, chips and wanted to hear the back sprinkling <laughs> all all over. No. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I, I agree with Jalen, which I don't think Sony is um gonna necessarily put the consumer first because you know they they are a business and they care about making money and like I said, they're they gotta reach their bottom lines for their expensive uh projects. A lot of times. Uh, in order to do that, you just gotta, you know, step on the consumer. So, I imagine we will see more, more egregious stuff from Sony, more egregious DLC practices, more expensive games, um, more expensive consoles, because that's... I think they only could do it on the consoles. I don't think Xbox publishing would allow for games to become like some, but honestly, they don't have a machine to. I mean. That's the extreme, and I don't want to make that as like the the, the, well, the grounds. For it's it. already rumors about games going to a hundred dollars by the end of this generation on PlayStation because that that's the price point that they feel like is worth uh, worth it uh, to make a profit. And Xbox is not moving there because they're not they weren't even going to move to seventy for a long time. And it, with Xbox not being a big you know, uh, deciding factor in the console space anymore, then yeah, Sony will continue to raise the price to whatever they think is is good. So $120 for the base price of the game. Like, that that's common. I mean, that could become common. And, but that's just because if Xbox is not competing. Like, Xbox has always been losing for a while, and but that pressure has constantly made Sony have to... Um, Keep up stuff with like backwards compatibility, cross save, uh, cross play. Like last generation, Sony was not playing with any of that, but Xbox was, and that made Sony have to play ball. Uh, now, if that's not a factor, then Sony's not going to play ball. They're going to do whatever they want. Uh, Nintendo, I don't think matters. They're going to do what they want regardless, and it doesn't matter what the standard is. It's Nintendo yeah. doesn't care. Uh, so yeah, I, I say it's bad overall for the gaming market. Um, and really, the only 
way to hold account Sony accountable at this point is the consumer. Like if Sony's raising the prices and consumers don't like it, then they don't buy it, and that's really only thing that they could do at this point. So here is my actual thoughts about this whole situation. Um, my actual thoughts are simple. They want to be where the gamers are. Um, they have built up their line of, of def or their lines across um, multi-platform, mobile, cloud gaming, PC gaming, and now they're trying to expand without spending money their console reach. This is a simple play to build upon their already ever growing uh, model where they are literally in our pockets with the Activision deal because that's the mobile stuff. They are literally in our cloud because they run it and they have the capability to do so. So even if you just don't have the system, you can still cloud game and make run these big games. Um, and then they now have the bridging of the PC for the higher end because they got PC Game Pass and everybody loves that's the best thing in gaming. And they're probably going to build out that platform to be even better, to be competitive to what the Xbox can do. Um, and then they're going to push out their platform for the consoles. And it's a very simple transactional thing. Unfortunately, what that does is it creates um, it creates a problem with branding and it creates a problem with um, uh, owning said experience it's like it's like apple giving itunes to the pc that experience sucks because there's nothing there that falls within that ecosystem that makes it enjoyable but it's again it's just a software it's just a game but i feel like when you let go of some of these things and you don't have the uh beginning to end transaction of all of it it, it feels less of a value add to that platform or brand and more of a transactional thing where you would see like a Ubisoft, you don't have a connection to these people, you don't have a connection to these uh, characters, you don't have a connection to this type of stuff. It doesn't feel as, um, it doesn't feel as uh, beneficial in a way or, and I, and, and it's just a, it's just more so in, to 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 satisfy the Xbox loyalist. It's nothing to do with how they go to market and the capabilities of the other machine and being able to deliver an experience comparable to theirs. They cannot leave the uh, they cannot leave the console industry because of all the things I mentioned prior competitiveness ability to um provide a, an option for individuals to play the game that they are creating in a sustained and um deliverable way because you can't really trust the playstation's publishing house i mean or playstation system and software to integrate or provide the best experience that you can create from your own system. So I don't see them leaving the console. 
console wars. I, I don't see them leaving consoles in general. I just see them. How, what is the cheapest way for us to expand our reach? And this is the cheapest way. It's like so, there's no real cost to develop and distribute for games companies that were already going to be third party. If they weren't third party, like Starfield was going to be on the PlayStation 5 until they bought it. Like these types of deals that I see coming are the ones that were already potentially already going to be third party, including uh, Skyrim upcoming um, things like that. It's just that it just makes sense for these large, expensive games to be where everyone can play. And it doesn't take a rocket scientist to see that regardless of how well those this company's sales and produces and provides um, exceptional experiences, you, they're still going to have that um, that lack of reach that Sony would. And if they were to be able to deliver this hi-fi rush on not only the Xbox, Xbox Series S, but also the PS5, the PS4, it's going to provide them a much bigger audience, especially Nintendo Switch. So... Is this a, is this a aha thing for me? No, it, it really just makes a lot of sense. But I get the Xbox loyalist loyalist concerns. I get the concern of, um, yeah, is, it, is this is this the betrayal of yeah Xbox gamers trust? <laughs> yeah, is this the is this the last straw for us? I felt like we were gonna have some 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 um power in regards to the to the brand the brand was going to feel stronger better and um it's been in a bad situation for a very long time and now that we have gotten ourselves and they supported you throughout this entire thing to this point you want to kind of seek the seek the the benefit of having your thing having your games everywhere and that and that simply everywhere means on every console platform because they were already everywhere. It was in the cloud. They were in your pocket. Now they're just bridging the gap between platforms and consoles and having that box ability to kind of be able to run these games simply because there's just so many more people that have those. And um, they're now positioning themselves to be a, you know, a large publishing company. They literally own Activision. They cannot be in a in a council war with with the ownership of Activision and Bethesda. Just doesn't make sense. And I get that people are upset about that. It just doesn't make sense though. Like, why would you think they wouldn't still publish Call of Duty and these other games on these other places and these and bring those games to other places? Why would you think they would drop that down to just one? Like, how does that help? xbox or microsoft i think we have a real problem with understanding where something is and the benefit for the company like they i, I just sometimes i feel like they're not realist in these conversations a lot where the realization is that games are more expensive to make and you want like you say, for instance, you're just running a freaking taco business. You're running a taco truck. Are you going to stop 
black people from eating at your taco truck. It's just stupid. It doesn't make sense to stop people from, from trying to eat what you're trying to sell. It just doesn't make sense. I get it, though. I 100% get the problem. The problem is messaging. The problem is that it leaked. And the problem is, is that um, this they have just gotten to a position now where they could even see the potential of their fruit of the, of the, the labor, you know, like the fruits of their labor is basically right here. And now you want to do this <laughs> when y'all been trash for the last seven, eight years. Y'all ain't gave us no good games. Why y'all ain't shoot this shift before? And it felt, it feels like a robbery right at the end. You know, that's the, that is the loyalist problem. If this happened when we was getting, um, when we first got cracked down three or something like that, nobody would have an issue with this. They like, well, they gave up because they really wasn't in the space to even fight. But now that they have the position to fight, it feel like they just given up too soon. So I get the loyalist issue and I do, I really do. I really find it to be a, a interesting topic because there's so many ways you can think about this. Um, whether you're talking about just simply game pass and having the ability to, to continue to, uh, let people build games for, at a, at a price that they probably couldn't have because you're letting them, you know, and, and getting them the reach that they could never get. Um, if they provide, you know, if they provide that opportunity for PlayStation to have game pass games come on there too. There's no telling what, you know, the value of that can be. So there's there's some real business moves happening that we just have to kind of put our hands around and, and really understand. I think I think the most people get it, but I think the ones that don't really just feel, you know, they feel betrayed in a way. And I totally get that, too, because I can look at it from that standpoint of like why why now why wait to this long why wait till you get some credited games why wait till you now have the lineup worthy of people's attention to now bow out and say hey you can play that on that console too you don't really have to buy into our ecosystem why now you know so um when you mentioned crossplay, i didn't even think about it from that aspect like imagine them you know changing their stance on i mean they can't now it'd be too crazy but imagine them not being not doing that imagine them not doing backwards compatibility i think all this stuff happens for a reason i think we have to understand that competition breeds better products for us and i think there's a loss of there is going to be and it's a fact we're going to be a loss of competition when it comes to that simply because now I can play that game on this console. So why buy the one where I only can play one thing? Cause Sony ain't never giving you their games. So why yeah. buy that console when I can buy the console that I can get everything on, you know? And that's, that's going to breed the, the lack of competition that I'm talking about. I don't know when y'all think about from the, I guess from the viewpoint of the loyalist, what's y'all thoughts on that viewpoint? I 
Uh, at um, this point, oh yeah, you can go tell. <laughs> you can go ahead. I mean, I I was, I I think so. The way I want to phrase it is that I don't think that it's a big deal, but I think that the loudest mm-hmm. voices uh, about this are coming from two places. One, they are either too into um, the Xbox brand. They they care about it too much where mm-hmm. this, this really doesn't uh, matter. It shouldn't matter this much to you personally. Like, it's doom and gloom for Xbox. It's all over. Yes. You betrayed me and stuff like that. They didn't betray you. Mm-hmm. It doesn't owe anything to you. Like, you buy their products. You enjoy their products. Like, this is not a, like, you know, and if you're an investor, this is probably better for you because you're making more money. So it's like, who, how did they actually betray you? Like, the, the contour yeah. stuff, the loyalty to the system. Uh, definitely buy much. Microsoft yeah, side. Yeah, y'all need to chill out. And the other side, I think, is going to be allow uh, vocal people online is just for the engagement, just for discourse. Xbox is done. Um, PlayStation. Uh, it's always been best, and blah blah blah. And it's gonna be, it's gonna feed a lot of toxicity and engagement, and people uh, fighting and stuff like that. And that's where I think most of this um, discourse comes from. Because at the end of the day, as a consumer, games being available on more stuff is just better for you. Like, if I got a PlayStation Five and an Xbox, and my Xbox breaks, I don't have to buy another Xbox and just play it on the other system. So it's like, yeah, it. For the consumer, it's just overall better for right now. Long term, we don't know with you know not having competition, but yeah, it's it's better for the consumer. And personally, I would, I'm kind of at the point where I don't like exclusivity. Like, I play mm-hmm. on PC. It's my preferred um, system. If I can buy everything on PC, I will, unless I have a reason to buy it on something else. It runs better, or I just want to play that experience on a different system. Then I'll do that. Um, but Sony is never going to put out their first-party games day and date on PC, so I always got to wait a year or two or whatever to play these games, and I mm-hmm. they'll still get my money just late. So if they wanted to just stop doing that practice and take my money day one, that's better for both of us. Um, yeah. So yeah, that's my, my perspective. Uh, I think a lot of people need to just let go of this console war stuff and this might be that point. But uh, what yeah. you got to say, Jayla? Um, you know, I kind of got some of the, uh, you know, I kind of feel the same way. Um, you know, coming from a loyalist standpoint, obviously, like we had talked about before, like all the business practices and the competition and, you know, no muzzle, all that type of stuff. But just from a loyalist standpoint, um, I'm a very neutral party and maturing is realizing that, exclusivity is dumb for the consumer and everybody should just be able to enjoy the games. Nobody should be telling people, ah, that's why y'all not getting this game. You know, all that type of stuff. You get older and you just be like, that doesn't even matter. Like, so for like the loyalists and stuff like that, it's not like, no, like for real though. I mean, I, I know you laughing is because you probably laugh because you're like, it is kind of goofy because why do I care that Deontay not getting Final Fantasy Rebirth because he ain't got a PS5? 
Like, exactly. that's not going to enhance my gameplay. Like, man, I love this game more because Deontay ain't playing it. You know what I mean? Like, that's not crazy to me. I'm like, man, I love this game because he ain't getting it. Then when he come out, he get mad. Like, man, this game ain't that fun. I'm where the Xbox got it. Like, yeah, that, that just sounds crazy. Like, yeah, I'm like, I'm enjoying my Spider-Man and y'all not on the PC. Like, all that stuff is just crazy because it's completely independent of each other. Like, yeah. that doesn't enhance your experience. But anyway, y'all to get it from a perspective of a loyalist, and then y'all start cooking up. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm just saying, though, like, I, I just use that to further push that, like, the loyalist thing is just kind of it, it, having I mean, loyalty to companies and just loyalties or anything is just a little kind of like, crazy to me. It don't matter. You can like, like competition. And competition is always good for in in the capitalist marketplace because it's gonna determine a better like market for product. the consumer. Hopefully, yeah, better product. Um, but at then, but a lot of other stuff like Jalen said, exclusivity. Like, I'm not gonna play the Final Fantasy demo tonight because I can't play it. And if they made it available to more people, that would be great. Like, you could triple your sales overnight if it's on PC and Xbox. But it's only on one system, and that doesn't help me. That doesn't help anybody. So, anybody excited about that? It doesn't make sense. Yeah. You're just being paid. No, I 100 percent agree, and I think that is why you know Microsoft is always going to have more money simply because they think from a perspective of this is dumb. That what makes sense? Why does it? Why does it? Why does it even matter? And I think that is why they go to market in the way that they do, why they think cross save, why they push cross save, why they push cross play, because it doesn't matter where you play as long as you can play. And I think they always had that perspective simply because they were PC oriented. And I think they're going to still do the same thing when it comes to Linux. I think they're going to have some value there. And I think they're going to probably seek to be able to blend the two in a way that makes sense. I think, there is a lot to of you know creating your uh sorry um putting some security around your IP and things like that, but it's also at the same point is like I am losing money for this and this isn't really adding value. Um just like Apple. Like I like there's there's plenty of lost money on the table for them simply because of what and how they go to market. It's fine and it and it has worked. But there is a cap on their abilities, and they know it. And that that and that, that and that's why they do the same things they do. That's why they try to hold off on adding RCS. That's why they try to hold off on making things work properly because they know they will lose market share because of these silly things that people hold over each other. And it's really silly. It is. Yes. And um, yeah. My bad. Yeah, that's a good point with Apple and Google because they're kind of a similar situation where Apple had the the lead for a long time with like yeah. technology and Google was competing. And Google is not to say not a uh they're still a competitor, but they also have decided to make their stuff available on everything. Like can you imagine like where you have to use Apple Maps on uh an Apple phone because Google Maps is not available because they don't want you know to put their stuff on that other platform. Like at some yeah. point it doesn't make sense that that exclusivity, your platforms are so big and you got exclusivity to them. It, it doesn't make sense anymore. Like if you're growing, 
and you're, you know, you're both small and you're trying to, you know, reach first place, uh, your exclusivity would help you get there. But after a while, it just hurts everybody in both ecosystems. Yeah, that's why they charge us. That's why they charge people so much. It just it's because they have to continue to do so in order for there to be a added value. There is really, truly a limited amount of added value that they can provide to the consumer at this point that does not that that does not already exist elsewhere. Um, so I, I really want to see what, you know, the, the Apple uh, roadmap really truly looks like. Uh, mm-hmm. They can continue to innovate upon themselves, but at the end of the day, there is a reason why they will never catch up to a PC because they they just they and, and I and I and that the, the reason why they are um, in the spot that they're in is simply because of why the, how they choose to go to market. And I think Xbox understands that. I mean, Microsoft really understands that 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 is always going to be the case. So they don't treat them like a competitor because they really aren't a competitor to them. Um, and that is how it, how it, that's how it goes. And then now there may be products within that, that wheelhouse that they have succeeded far more than what they could ever do. Um, but there is plenty of things that that you find that you just can't have the same experience here that you could over there because it simply doesn't work with everything. So that's, and that's, that's the key to Xbox is key to Xbox is winning is that we, we have to devalue this exclusivity in order to raise the value on all things on everything else, like game pass, our games, our, um, our game, our services, our everything. Really, we have to break this in order for the other things to rise. And like I said, it makes sense to me and that's where I'm looking at it from. That's why it does. It's like a non, it is a non, <laughs> um, it's a non-starter for me. It's just not something that really matters in my eyes because I look at it from that standpoint. And I looked at it from that from a long time ago. I said, well, Xbox is, is starting to allow for you to play anywhere. So I really don't need an Xbox. That's why I sold it. I bought it back because I realized there is a value. There's the, the value in having a, a housed and um, very well built and runs properly uh, system. That's it. That's the only reason I bought yeah. it back is there's a reason there's a value there. And that's the only value that should matter. Is that the they they made a product that's worth purchasing? That's it. <laughs> Everything else is like yeah. mute. The hardware is going to be a bigger bigger factor now yeah. that make different different SKUs. Like this SKU is is weak, but you can only stream to it and stuff like that. And that that gives consumers the exactly Choice. the product they want without over overspending Spending. on yeah. something that they don't want. And that's why they got the Xbox Series S. That's why they want to have. A, that's why they want to have a parody. That's 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 why they want to have the ability for people to choose. And I appreciate that for them because I appreciate that because it is important for everybody to be able to have a an, an a, a a comparable experience. Um. So yeah, I mean, like I said. Right, you already know where I stand. The fanatics, <laughs> uh, unfortunately, I understand where you're coming from, but there is a lot to be said about truly valuing their heart, their their software. Like their 
you can value their software and still feel, have reasons to buy the Xbox. There is backwards yeah. compatibility that you're not going to get anywhere else. So you still feel comfortable buying within their system. You know that they're going to have enough money to continue to make games because not only are they buy, selling them on their system, they're selling them on pe- other people's systems. You know they have like the biggest publishing house now, and they're the biggest publishers out there now. Um, so it's not like they're going to go out the game business bad. It's just more so another way for, for how to get more reach cheap. This is a cheap way to get more reach. All you got to do is build another, 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 uh, build for peace, for uh, PlayStation and Nintendo. And that's it. Yeah. I mean, that's all it is to oh. it. I, I really don't really want to put too much Everybody stake into that, uh, it. Yeah. Those are online persona based on Xbox, Xbox gamer, YouTube TV, uh, y'all cooked, uh, cause people going to be cooking y'all online, but <laughs> Other than that, like uh, yeah. the consumer is going to benefit for this uh, situation. Um, one thing I want to ask, though, with like the competition, is that Xbox, if they're not the main competitor as far as like I'll say uh, features or features or consumer focus practices, like do you think that uh, Steam is going to have to be that pressure point because like right now. I feel like a lot, of, a lot more people are moving towards PC, and like oh, yeah. if Steam is doing stuff that PlayStation is not doing, would that be like pressure enough to people to not buy the game on PlayStation and just get it on Steam? Um, people still use reporting data from Steam to even discuss around games. Like they don't even talk about games that come out on these platforms because they're so closed off there's so much freedom when it comes to pc gaming that it's going to continue to grow simply because of uh one we now have a way to to bring in people that want a a enclosed and stable um experience with the steam deck that's going to keep getting reiterated on. And there's plenty of other ones out there that are trying to um, copy and create their own experience. Windows is going to continue to build up on themselves and try to create something for MOS or handheld gaming. If not handheld gaming, just playing in PC gaming in general, where maybe that build is built within the kernel of Windows. I don't know, but I know that they have been working on something and they're probably going to continue to work on their gaming side to make it better experience for everyone. Um, because as you know, the windows store and the way you buy, you get your game, Xbox game pass games is not the same as you would with PC with the steam. So they, they're doing stuff. Do I think it's the right way to go about it? No, but it's their way of trying something. So I want to continue to allow them the ability to do that. But, um, from from that for steam wise it has already helped with me um mm-hmm. i still hate to play on pc in general but i've bought so many games on the pc as of now like for this entire generation that i would normally not do simply because of the convenience of being able to play it in the spot and then play it on the go like i i, I can't stress that enough it's just so and so 
it's so important. I didn't think it was important because the Nintendo Switch came out and I felt like this is a drag and this is a terrible experience. But when you really have a good experience, um, it really changes. It's a, it's a defining and changing thing. And um, well, it's an evolutionary thing. It's like you really evolving the medium, in my opinion, where you kind of have that ability to do it in multiple ways. And I think Xbox always thought like that, but they just didn't execute on it like a handheld gaming device that was so seamless as much as the Steam Deck was. So, um, you know, I think I think we're going to have a lot more handhelds come out of this and we're going to see a lot of more um, more things like that, um, even if it comes to just using your phone. Um, but there's plenty of that stuff out there. And I think Steam being there as a player just helps keep the competition right because Steam just likes to, you know, they they're they're they have started so late but caught up so much, it's crazy, you know. It's 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 really yeah, mind blowing so. how how much they achieved in like two years. So hopefully, whatever you know, uh, yeah, like you said, Steam is going to continue like pushing a lot of like innovation and things like that so i'm just mm-hmm. hoping that if xbox is not looked at as, as a competitor for sony that at least they're paying attention to steam because uh that is right now the place that you you definitely get more consumer focused like decisions made and overall uh just better like experience you, even though like pc gaming like it's it's like you said it's pretty self-sufficient you're on your own you got to go look at third-party stuff Steam is still like giving real support to the uh, to their players and like having the, a focused device like the Steam Deck. Like, how many improvements came out in the first year? It was like the the Ouch. Steam Deck first month to the end of the year, like completely different system, basically. Yeah, it's like so much, man. And 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 yeah, I think the biggest issue with the Steam Deck is always going to continue to be. Um, having you know for those day one releases high-end triple-a games but anything in the backlog that you want to play and try and want to play some like those less than um less than like really not too big for steam deck in a sense um games are really going to be beneficial to kind of have that experience so um yeah that they 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 will figure it out at some point how to make stuff work really well and 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 I've seen a lot of weird stuff where you know you got your um, external GPUs and all that junk. <laughs> oh, yeah, um, so. I'm not there yet. I'm not that crazy. So, um, but yeah, I know they I know they're going to get there for sure. There's too much uh too much FSR FSR three and all these upscaling things that make everything from cheap 720p look like 1080p look like 1440p look like 1440p plus 2160p <laughs> it just it just keep going uh so I, as these technologies and stuff keep improving i think it's going to be pretty simple to to see the value in these portable consoles um any last thoughts on xbox Giving away games. Y'all think Starfield gonna sell well on PlayStation after all that junk they was talking? Um, I think 
I mean, it, it might not sell as much as like it sold at first, but I think Starfield is still a big name because it's a it was disappointing, but people enjoyed it. So if they drop an update, they drop DLC, it could be which like a cyberpunk are. situation, yeah. which you know the game needs to get better and people are you know talking about it again. So that that'll be good. Uh, I don't know if they're bringing old games, but I think Halo Infinite, you know, that could be another breath of life for the game. People enjoy it. It's getting better. Uh, but having, yeah. like, a lot more players playing, you know, that could be great for that game. But it's also rumored that they're making a new Halo game. So, I don't know. Yeah. Um, you know, they uh, you think they're going to get rid of the the Xbox hate online? They're going to they be like, when the, when the reviewers review it, they're going to be, oh, it's on Sony, too. They gonna, is, is, is it going to X? It's a thing where if it's on Xbox, you get the extra the Xbox tax. That's what it's called. Yeah. The, the Xbox um, tax the might get real. Ask, they haven't announced their, their plans and like it might be completely different than what we thought, but like do you think they're gonna be like where every game is coming out day one on everything? Or it's we're gonna be releasing games just uh at a later pace, like six months later or something like that. That will make their friends feel better. I wouldn't do it. I'll do it day one, but um, that'll make the fans feel better. So, me, oh that mug going out, but them, yeah, they might, they it might put enough pressure on them to make them say, okay, we're not gonna do it day one, but we uh, we we're gonna still provide them those players an opportunity to play it later. I think the benefit mm-hmm. of 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 adding that is not for later pocket money it's for the right now money people are interested in the game and they want to play it so if they're doing that it's just not going to be as impactful as it would be to day one day day one releases on game coming into game pass and then coming on to this that console as well where people that wanted to play and try it because it gets rid of that feeling of um buyer's remorse it gives that rid of that feeling of uh of wait and try wait wait to buy feeling it gets feel it gets rid of a lot of the 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 stuff that would make you know the the commentary online negative it's really just okay everybody gets it now let's just talk about is the game good or not Mm -hmm. versus oh yeah y'all getting a little bit earlier but we get it later we still gonna hate y'all on it only for it because we're not getting it right now stuff like that and Mm -hmm. i know that a lot of the games coming out right now for xbox are games that you know and that's probably why they never said on about blade because that's definitely coming on both (laughs) so yeah (laughs) they was real hush hush on blade so it's it's i i feel like the the big drop is that they're going to be coming day in and day out with the ps playstation releases because that makes the most sense it get rid of so much of the negativity because people could just say is this a good game or not it goes back to them being in a space where um bethesda was bethesda and not bethesda xbox bethesda so because i i don't you know i never liked bethesda and mm-hmm. I still ain't like them because they got bought by Xbox. 
So now the people that hate on X on Bethesda because they were just part of, you know, Xbox could go back to being what they were normally were. Just excited for games. It's crazy. You got to like trick people into being to getting what they actually want. It's so ridiculous sometimes. But yeah. Um, but that's my thought. Yeah. I think especially nowadays with how they want to do Game Pass, same day for everything is going to be what they are going to do going forward. But like you said, some games they might um, try to appease the fanboys like Indiana Jones. Oh, it's one month early or something like that. But mm-hmm. uh, yeah. But yeah, it's, it's a new future for Xbox. That's it's what Phil been building for a decade. Yeah. Crazy. But, um, okay, let's, um, move on to our next topic. <laughs> As we spend an hour on, uh, Xbox, let's move into, uh, Final Fantasy VII Rebirth PS5 exclusive. Coming out February 29th. Today, the demo shall be released, I'm pretty sure. Uh, let me refresh this. 12 minutes ago, the rebirth demo launched on the PS5. You can download it and start playing as Cloud and Sephiroth today. I might have to stop this and boot it up right now. No, I'm just playing. Mm-hmm. It doesn't say that it's going to um carry over, though. I don't so. think it's going to carry over. I, I didn't yeah. watch the state of play, but what they were saying is that it takes place in like, in like a certain event in the story where you're with Sephiroth. So I I feel like this is just like a a a cut out piece of the game that you can just try out. You might get some rewards for like completing it, but um, let me look look it up right now. No, it's more so just I'm reading it right now. It's just talking about giving you a taste of what comes in the full game you get to play with some synergy abilities and unique combo attacks um but outside of that you, you're playing with sephiroth and cloud so wow and evil hunt okay it says the neblum oh it says Nibelheim. during the game's well-known nebel nibelham flashback chapter yeah Nibelheim. Nibelheim, look at him. Thanks, yeah, that's thanks, that's where you went with in um Crisis Core, like yeah. Oh, had no idea. I played that game entirely. That, that old village. That old village. Okay, okay, that makes sense. No, I think this is gonna be some real fun. I I really do think Final Fantasy VII Rebirth gonna be the game of the year for sure. Um. But I don't really need to play the demo to, to know that. <laughs> so, I'm glad we got you to play uh, it. Uh, huh? One. I'm glad me and Josh finally convinced you to play the first one. Oh, yeah, because <laughs> I was like, no, thank you. I was definitely like, no, thank you, G. Uh, so, yeah, I appreciate y'all working on me as usual. Square Enix voice. One, Deontay, I, zero. Well, I've been here. No, actually, Square Enix voice, one. Deontay three. I I I still stand on Kingdom Hearts being trash. <laughs> but <laughs> that's for another was trash, yeah. <laughs> I was like, bruh, I can't believe I played all these games. I played like three to completion. 
still hated it, but uh, it's okay. Hey, you're supposed to play too, man. That was the coolest yeah. one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what they all fair, he ain't he ain't played a second one, y'all. He, he, uh, <laughs> I forgot what, which ones did you even play? Didn't you play Birth by Sleep first? I played the card one. I played the Kingdom Hearts mm-hmm. one, and then I played three. Yeah, mm-hmm. right. We missed right. two. That was the coldest. But I was the one that put him on a map for real, for real, man. Uh-huh. The car one had a cool mechanic. That's why I finished it. So I like I the car mechanic. If you got enough patience and stuff, it's a it's a decent enough yeah. mechanic, and it's yeah. So, uh, but yeah, um, okay. Well, anything like anything y'all want to add to Final Fantasy VII remake? I know it's gonna be good, so I really don't got nothing to say. Um, now that y'all know y'all gonna be playing as Cloud and Sephiroth, uh, uh, well, Jalen, do you think you gonna you gonna you, you gonna download it to test Shoot, it I'm out? I'm already downloading it right now. Oh, you already? <laughs> I'm already downloading. I probably won't play it all though, cause I need to play Persona. Yeah, yeah. Uh, um, yeah. Usually demos, I'm not that that into like betas yeah. uh, like when you play online games and experience them with other people but as far as like demos it's not that huge big of a deal because they're usually short and don't give like a full like transfer over to the full game and stuff like that so uh, if this game i'm already excited for then yeah like you said i don't need to play the demo but it it, it also can make you um happy if you're too excited you can just play a little bit and feel Okay. About your, your purchase. <laughs> I might I might play it then. It said Final Seven Final Fantasy Seven Rebirth Demo Save Data will offer a coupon charm and adventuring item set in the full game. Players who complete the episode will be able to skip the same section in the full game. So oh, okay. I might it's... do that then. <laughs> um but okay. Well, outside of that, I wanted to talk about Apex Legends, which is going to be another long one for me, because y'all going to play this with me this time. Shut up. I don't want to hear it. Y'all playing this. Um, so the Legend upgrades, Every a lot of stuff has changed, like a lot. They want it to really be more about the gunplay and less about a lot of other crap that used to be in the game that was boring. Um, you cannot pick up armor. That's a big one. You cannot pick up armor no more. You only can upgrade your armor through shooting people, through Evo shields. So it's going to... The idea behind that, and this is a significant change, is to, to let make fights in the beginning more fair. They don't want people to fight someone purple. where they found a purple, so now they just outdid you. Or they got a P90 or they got a better weapon and you got a P90 or uh, something like that. And they're so they want to make the looting less random and more focused on fights. So the big one is the uh, basically higher level. Um, you cannot you cannot pick up even you cannot shields don't drop no more. And when you kill somebody, you just get an overcharge. You do not get their color. So basically, if they had purple because they were shooting other people and you kill them and you only got blue, um, it's not going to upgrade you to purple. It's going to give you an overshield of what you will be at if you had purples. But if you don't kill nobody, 
you that don't recharge. You still stuck at your your blues when you try to recharge yourself. It's kind of works like um old girls um the new girl I don't know her name no more um the new girl's buff where she got over shields for the team um if y'all uh, recall what she did but we never we haven't played in so long I wouldn't expect y'all to but basically it works like a armor armor um a little extra armor or overshield and not like a um like it used to when you're swapping um so earning evo you 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 get your team gains so personal gains and then there's team gains team personal gains you get it from damage knocks and knock assist knocks against a legend of higher level will net an underdog xp bonus so they will be taking into account levels compared to you and someone else um finishers and evo caches so that's care packages and vaults not like in random um bins or something you can't find evo caches there um, these are what's going to allow you to continue to level up your evo shields but not only does it level up your evo shields it gives it's another layer to it and that is legend upgrades so legend upgrades let me read this let me read this for y'all Introducing the Legend Upgrade System, an in-match progression system that deepens the Apex Legend Battle Royale experience by allowing you to tailor your Legend to your playstyle. This new feature will restart with each match, giving you the opportunity to try different upgrades on for size. Earning Evo will now level up your Legend over the course of the game, improving your armor tier and unlocking unique upgrade selections at level 2 and level 3. Choose wisely as your decisions can impact your whole squad's strategy. Legend upgrades and Evo changes will be limited to the Battle Royale modes with Breakout. Stay tuned for our Breakout patch. Blah, blah, blah. Okay, that's nothing. Um, uh, let's see, let's see, let's see. Um, da, 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 da. Wait, does those Legend upgrades only work in Breakout? Oh, well, Breakout is the mode. I don't know what they talk about. Okay, so it's Breakout is the update. So what they mean modes with Breakout? It might be a, a separate mode that uh, you can play classic or something like that. I don't know. See, they, they're not even making me mad because they keep doing extra stuff. Elimination, scoring, bonuses, um... This is all other stuff. They got the new mixtape map called the Thunderdome where they got like a big skull and it's like a big arena, which looks cool. It's kind of similar to um, what's that game called that we that's the the new uh, let's have some fun. What's the game? Finals. It's not it's, it's not the fun. It's not the new let's have some fun, but it's it's a uh, it's one of those games. So the finals um, and. Uh, there's some other stuff like they're getting finally given a 120 FPS mode that they promised three years ago. What else? Um, but the biggest changes was got to be, um, there's, they're going to have a mode where you're going to be able to, it's kind of similar to resurgence. And then they have, uh, the, the armor, now being upgradable and not having any armors on the floor 
um, you being able to um, earn Evo for that and then simply the legend upgrades because now you're going to have different types of avenues to take and so when you're actually competing with others it kind of just breaks up the monotony because honestly when i got into a fight with someone <clears throat> it kind of went the same way it didn't change or it was always the same it wasn't it wasn't like they outplayed me necessarily see they had a better weapon or they just had a better you know um position so I think with these changes, it helps when it comes to getting into fights faster because people actually have to fight you or at least try to shoot at you so you know where people are. Um, it, it just takes a lot of the wasted time out, even with the hard, um, with the crafting system. You don't have to go pick up crafting materials now. You kind of can dedicate the, the, the crafter. The crafter has been dedicated to just material. Um, shield batteries and med packs and if you want or um shield battery med packs and ammo and if you want if you have a healer or someone a medic on your team they can respawn your um your uh your characters with a respawn feature um but that's it i mean that is all there is to it there is no guaranteed um smoke or the thermo sites where you can see through the smoke there is no meta that you have to deal with because people now can just craft this stuff there's a lot of stuff that they're trying to you know minimize to make it a little bit more friendly to the to the person that's just coming back into the game um and i want to try it out now there's a lot more to this than what i just stated but this is the stuff that really was I guess potent to me that I felt like everybody's getting reworked. Everybody's getting something different, but it's not like uh, a bunch of substantial changes. There's a lot of things that they're trying to do to make stuff more readable um, and understand what's happening on the field. So there's a lot of nuance here, but the big deal for me is the Evo shield change and having to go out and fight to get your, to get upgrade yourself there is some opportunities to do it but even those spots will become hot spots simply because of what you can do there so i feel like it just makes the game more active there's so many lulls in the game where you're just not doing anything i really hope a lot of these changes make the game more engaging and quick versus what it is now um but yeah i mean that's that's pretty much what I, um, what I was like, yeah, this is, this is actually pretty cool. Um, they also created a way for you don't like in the resurgence mode. I hope they bring this to the main battle royale, but you can spectate and ready up for the next game. <laughs> so simple, but you don't have to go back to the main menu. Like we always do and have to get disconnected. And then we can't get back to the game because something happened or somebody got disconnected or whatever. It just, if to have the ability to continue on to the next match without having to go back to a menu and come back in, it's going to really be helpful too, just to keep the game more seamless. And I feel like, you know, um, it's something that Fortnite does. And I think that there's plenty of stuff that they can steal from Fortnite. So as long as they continue to do that, 
Um, but this right here is a, is a significant enough change for me to give it a try again. Obviously, I ain't buying nothing, but to just give it a shot, see where it's at, see how it feels. Um, I'm okay with doing that. And I'm dragging y'all along with me. So, yeah, uh, be ready to play Apex Legends next week. Not, I don't know when we're going to play it because we really don't be playing a game like that no more. But I'm going to figure it out. I'm going to be on y'all. So be prepared for that type of uh, diligence and determination <laughs> from your, from your uh, boy. I ain't, no, I ain't got no problem with Apex, but uh, I ain't been playing Battle Royale games that much. So I don't know if the changes going to matter because it's still Battle Royale. But uh yeah, I mean, yeah, I, like I think it, like, I'm more interested in the resurgence mode. I forget what it's called, yeah. though. The mode where you keep coming back to life and you're trying to like do certain things. I forget, I forget what it's called. I don't think it's three strikes. It was something else. They created another mode where it's kind of like three strikes, but it's not. And um, but that's where the upgrades and all that stuff come into play. And then you drop and you pick up weapons that's fully kitted, so you don't have to loot for nothing. You just fight. So that's the mode I'm interested in playing the most outside of the battle right now. But yeah, um, that was a lot. I'm not going to ask y'all y'all thoughts because I know how y'all is. Um, mm -hmm. So we're going to keep it positive and we're going to move straight into the next thing. Um, so the last thing I want to talk about is the Apple Vision Pro and um, the value in it. Um, what do y'all think about the Apple Vision Pro? Hopefully y'all seen it. Y'all seen some memes. Y'all seen some people utilizing this thing. Um, I, I, I start with y'all because, um, I don't know. I guess I'm a little more positive, but I don't know what y'all at with it. So what you think about the Apple Vision Pro? I ain't seen much. I seen like one ad for it. I mean, it seemed like it's straight, but I mean, I think the price point was pretty, pretty high, so. Um, I ain't got a whole, whole lot to say about it, but again, I'm not, I don't keep up with Apple products and stuff like that, so. Mm. Um, what about you, Josh? Yeah, yeah, I, I've seen it. it it's a, it's a, a interesting, like, um, augmented reality, mixed reality device um, that's overpriced. Um, but yeah. it, it's causing two things. Like I think the the features uh, of it, like the device, is pretty good. People say the the high resolution and um, the overall experience is pretty pretty good. Uh, and plus, it's a not you know premium device, but it, it's not cheap. It's it's built well, uh, so everything works. That being said, it's still pretty. I hear it's pretty buggy. Um, mm -hmm. It's super expensive and it has the apple uh tax in which people are gonna treat it like this is the they're the first to do it and the best to ever do it <laughs> and that's not true a lot of this stuff you can do on different devices um and maybe even better in some situations but now everything is wrapped in the apple package so now it's going to be um you know it, it's the best it's the best ever um I, I personally like I think it's a cool thing, but I think it's it's not a device or technology that's needed. It's just just a super luxury 
plate thing. <laughs> like if you have thirty five hundred dollars to to waste, you want to put it on your credit card or you want to put it on your business credit card <laughs> and just have it and and do stuff with. I think it's cool. Like um yeah, be able to sit at, at your imaginary desk with twenty different screens and doing stuff at the same time. Uh, that's that's cool. <laughs> um, but yeah. That that that's all it is is for me. That being said, I do see the the um, I I am excited for these type of devices to keep coming out, uh, mm-hmm. at much much cheaper, uh, to be able to have it in a, a smaller form factor, a a cheaper price, um. But knowing Apple, it's, it's going to take a long time because now, any innovation that Apple makes, uh, they're going to keep that patented patented and and locked down now. Make no, let nobody else use it. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I agree that that's that's their um, that's what they do. But luckily, a lot of this stuff is not like there. It's nothing that they, that they did that that other companies aren't capable of doing. Just not at this level of like yeah. clarity Same or <laughs> ability. Like a lot of this stuff, like motion, hand tracking, all that stuff is already within other devices. So it's nothing that they truly did that was super significant outside of higher the fidelity and the the Apple, you know, that fine tuning. Because that's what they truly did. I think fine tuning the product, fine tuning the um choices and materials, fine tuning um the screens, fine-tuning the eye tracking, fine-tuning the hand tracking, and to a point where it felt like it's a seamless experience through the glasses. But that ain't new. Um, and that's something you can do with other devices. And I think those devices are truly where I want to continue to see them push their push the limits um, because uh this device is a first generation i don't expect them to continuously make these yearly if they do it'd be surprising to me i think these are going to be coming out every on a three-year cadence um two to three years maybe uh for uh, for some type of evolution uh or something groundbreaking to occur but i could be wrong um but i think i'm going to stick with facebook for a while in regards to what um what I want to buy, especially where they're making weird decisions to make the battery detachable, not actually plugging into the back of the headset or something like that. Like there's plenty, there's plenty of opportunity right now for someone to make a, uh, a, a cloth pouch on the back of that thing to make it even more balanced and keep it close to your head. But I don't know how hot it gets. I don't know what, I don't understand the point of them not, doing that themselves to give you the opportunity to try to um balance it out but at the end of the day it's apple you know they don't they don't do things in the most you know they don't do things smart to me they don't but to others they do i don't think this is a smart move to have a long little cord just sticking out your head at all times when you could have just wrapped that around to the back and did some you know some actually 
innovative things there so that way you don't you know you don't, it's an actual wireless device and not some wire just sticking around on the side of you i just think that that was a stupid decision but there's plenty of things i can pick apart here on why i don't like it but there's plenty i do like about it too so i don't want to hate on it um i just know that now that they have it there's more people have their eyes on vr and mixed reality and um that's not something no one deserves to be trying to gatekeep, so I'm glad people are seeing it and, and, and experiencing it and really finding out the benefits of it. So when it does come to the next iterations of everyone else, that those ones start to see the benefit of, of, of adoption and see what people are utilizing and what they like in this Apple one and putting them in their devices and making it a much stronger experience. So I'm... I'm all here for people actually adopting this expensive thing. Um, but just don't, you know, actually, I don't care. You can, you can say Apple invented it. I don't even care about that. You do what y'all do. I just know it's not true, mm -hmm. but you know, do what y'all do. Make sure, you know, you're, you're putting your videos out, make sure the exposure is getting there because all at the end of the day, it's just pushing the medium forward. And a lot of people will start to see the benefits of truly having an AR experience because augmented reality is way more exciting to me than virtual, but, um, but uh, they both are worthy. I, I can say something negative and I can tell people what they shouldn't do, which is don't wear these things outside and don't wear <laughs> these things when you're driving. Uh, uh, every video I've seen is somebody on some tomfoolery with a $3,500 device on your face on the train in New York, uh, <laughs> driving and yeah. letting your Tesla self drive while you're wearing this. Like, uh, that stuff is like uh, crazy. And if they're doing that, they need to lock y'all up real quick. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I'm not excited for that aspect of it, like people being idiots with, with these devices. Um, but the technology itself is 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 interesting. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it make them an easy mark, but I mean, people carry around those thirty five hundred dollar MacBooks all day. So I just I just know yeah, that but if they, you got people your laptop are custom. in your bag. That's yeah. fine, but not a thing on your face where you literally probably. <laughs> I mean, I know it's passed through. You can see, but like you know, you know, mobile to be able to. <laughs> <laughs> you ain't go bad. Do that when they snatch that mug off your face. <laughs> Right. People yeah. touch glass. People face all. <laughs> I saw. I saw a, video, a picture of like there was the pros and cons of some Cartier white buffs. It's uh with the Apple Vision Pro, and it was like looked cool. It, it, it was like a bunch of it was a bunch of funny stuff. But uh, I was watching that. I was like, man, both of the boys get snatched. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that joke was funny, but yeah. Um. Okay, well, I mean, that's pretty much all I have for Apple Vision Pro. I ain't really have much else. Um, I think that it's, uh, again, it's it's great to see that people are adopting it, and it's cool to see that people have, like, mixed thoughts about it and not just negative thoughts. So um, I'm glad that it, it had a successful, I don't know if it had a successful launch, to be honest, today. Tell me how many they sold, but it seemed like people are taking to it, so. As long as they keep yeah. doing that, yeah. they see the benefits. Uh, I think we have a good time there. Excited about it, yeah. Um, yeah. So you you picking one up as a, a tax write off? I would love to, but I think it's just it's just too much. 
It's too much right now. I feel like I would, I would be finding a reason to buy it versus actually utilizing it because I don't mess with the ecosystem and it would be really me just trying it out. Like it would not really be the beneficial thing that I would want it to be to spend that much money on anyway. Even if it is like, um, I can write it off. I just don't, I don't want to do that. It's too much. It's like, no, even if it was a, a complete wipe, I just feel like that's just too much money for that device. When I know I have something, MetaQuest 3 right now, that does a very similar experience for half the fraction of the price. And it's all in one. I don't have, and it comes with controllers. <laughs> so I just feel like I, I, no, just a no. It's just a flat no, bro. Um, and I got, and I got that, uh, Asgard's Wrath 2 for free. It, it, it's just a better experience right now. <laughs> it's just built different. And it's fine. People will find value in what they find value in. But this is not it to me. So it's not it. So no thank you. Um, pass through will get much better over time. And, and the next iteration, even if it's a thousand, will be half the price of this. And it'll probably do way more. And I still have my library of games. <laughs> so, nah, I'm good. I'm good. Uh, but that's all I got on Apple Vision Pro, guys. I want to thank you guys for listening. As always, I appreciate you. Get, if you Especially if you got to this point, I really appreciate you. I know these things can go a little long sometimes. But thank you as always. Uh, but yeah, anything y'all want to say to the people before we get up out of here? Any of those, um, um any persona quotes? <laughs> no, I'm just I know, but Jalen was enjoying the battle music. I think that song is new. Um, oh. I haven't listened to it a whole lot, but yeah, I like the persona always got uh good battle things, so yeah, I'll be listening to that. That song go crazy, man. I'm like, <laughs> all right, yeah, I'm about to download this. Uh, I I don't remember how many songs were in Persona 5. Like, I like the music in Persona 5, but like y'all know, I didn't like the Momentos music. Uh, I think uh, Persona 3 has a lot of music that changes over time. Like, the battle music probably not going to change, but like, as you play through the game, like, every month, every couple months, the music will change uh, in all the areas. And as you go deeper and harder, the music changes as well. So, uh, hopefully... Y'all will like the other music in the game too. <laughs> gotcha. All right. Well, um, I appreciate you guys as always. Again, thank you for listening. And we will be back next week with more topics, more things to, to discuss. Hopefully, Skull and Bones uh, came yeah. out in or beta. Um, let me see if I can get these guys. We'll have some <laughs> questions for you. Uh, let's see if I can get these guys to try to. Uh, the beta uh we'll see we'll see though but all right guys thanks for watching thanks for listening talk to you next time peace